Hi, I'm your host, Erica Carr. Thank you so much for listening. This is a space that we can explore different topics from different people. Anyone in the industry is welcome on my podcast. I hope you enjoy it. When you set up on your career to be a makeup artist, you probably are most excited about using all of your bright colors and getting to work with people. Building a brand is an entirely different process and usually that does not come into play until you want to make money. Now try building a makeup artist brand for yourself and then try to build a product brand. That's a whole nother ball game. And with my next guest, she's gonna explain how she did it, how she manages it, and how you can do it too. Welcome to Makeup is the Foundation. Please welcome my special guest, owner and creator of Breakups to Makeup, Angelique Velez. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on uh, Makeup is the Foundation. I'm so happy to have you. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, one thing people may not know is, uh, you know, not only do you own Breakups to Makeup, but you are a makeup artist and that's where you started, right? Yes, correct. So I've been doing makeup a little over almost 15 years now, which is so crazy to say. Isn't it crazy when you say <laughs> it and you really think about all this time we've spent doing that? <laughs> yes, it's nuts when you look back. But yeah, it's been around 15 years. And where did you get your start? Are you from the East Coast? I am. I'm New York, born and raised. And when you started in makeup, what was your primary focus? I mean, were you in film and television? Were you doing editorials, fashion week, or a little bit of everything? I've, I've done a little bit of everything. But when I started, I started off at a counter at MAC. Um, and then I did more private clients, bridal. That was my bread and butter at the time. But then I expanded into everything else. So I've kind of dibbled and dabbled in everything, to be quite honest. So when you are a makeup artist, you know, we all kind of have that struggle of like, okay, it's really busy right now and we're bringing in all this money. And then sometimes we're like, oh no, we can't pay the rent. And, and we want to try to find other ways to monetize our skill set. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about, you know, being a makeup artist and then developing breakups to makeup. So can you kind of walk us through how this all began? Absolutely. So with me, like I said, I've been doing makeup a little, almost 15 years now. So at the time I was um, teaching at a makeup school as well. So I've done a lot of different things. I was teaching, freelancing, still doing private clients, still doing TV and film, everything at once. And I actually went through a really bad breakup. So I'm going to tell you the story of the company first, and then I'll, I'll walk through the steps of how I started it. Okay. Uh, if that's okay. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Woohoo! I'll give you the tea. Okay. <laughs> So I went through a really bad breakup. I was with the person for almost six years. We were shopping for engagement rings. I thought we were gonna get married. And it literally hit me like a ton of bricks. Came out of nowhere, so I was not prepared. So I went through this really, really kind of deep, which I can look back now and say deep depression. I didn't wanna leave my apartment. I didn't wanna go anywhere. And it was makeup that literally got me out of bed and helped me to keep moving and keep going. So at that point in my career, I wanted to create something other than makeup, if that makes sense, like other than doing makeup, I wanted right. to create something for artists. So I came up with the concept of breakups to makeup and the makeup clutch, something that can kind of enhance my artistry, something more in the retail avenue where I can sell things. So that's kind of where I expanded to that 
to kind of make up for making money throughout the slow seasons, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, as, as an artist, like one of the things that I always love, not only just buying products and brushes and stuff like that, but there's something about getting a pouch or a clutch or a bag and unzipping it and taking out the tissue paper and going, okay, what am I going to put in here? How right. am I going to pack this? How is this going to be beneficial to my kid? And, right. you know, you, you started with that. So when you decided to make the clutch, um, you know, were you like, oh, I know how to do this? Or were you like, how do I start? Where did you go oh. to find out how to make and how to get it manufactured and all of that? I knew nothing. I'm going to be completely transparent. Like I literally knew nothing. So I, I researched on my down days where I didn't have as many clients or if I didn't have a client at all or a class, I was researching behind the computer trying to figure out, well, where can I find a manufacturer? So I was able to find a vendor that worked with like smaller brands, but it took me a while. A lot of vendors didn't want to. I heard the word no a lot. <laughs> I had to get over that as well. And I'm sure, you know, as artists or freelancers, we hear that often. So I had to develop very tough skin. Um, and I found a vendor that was able to work with me. That's amazing because I think that there's a lot of people out there that have this idea that they want to do something that's different that could enhance, you know, people's either their skill set or make something more functional or solve a problem. And they're like, I don't know how to make something or how am I going to pick the cloth or the zipper or the inside lining or how do I get it printed and how much is this going to cost me and what if it doesn't work and all the things that go through your head and how many, um, I mean, I guess you have to do kind of a prototype. I mean, you know, a zipped bag isn't anything new, but the design is what was new, right? Correct. So it was everything. I did have to do a prototype. So we did samples and literally in my mind. So to what you were saying to that point. Um, yeah, I, I love bags. I've always been into fashion. I'm a makeup artist, you know, so that I and I love bags in general, to be quite honest. So I knew I wanted to develop something that the artist, the pro artist could carry as well as the consumer, though. I, I needed to make it kind of dual purpose, if that makes sense. So My mindset as artists, we always carry pouches, right? So I wanted to create something that was more fun, more funky, yet the measurements had to be big enough that it could fit a lot of stuff in it, but small enough that it was easy to fit in our kit or suitcase. So that's kind of where my mindset was at. So I developed everything down to the measurements, to the zipper, everything what you're talking about. I went through and kind of went shopping. I tested things out. And if, if any of you out there own my original clutch, you know the difference between the clutches now and the original clutch as well. Like it, we've gone through stages. So it's, it's all about not being scared. Just do it, like do it, do the research, do what you need to do. Be okay with hearing the word no and keep going. Kind of that's what my process is. It's funny because you sit down and you think like, oh, you know, as a makeup artist, you know, how fun is it to test a bunch of different blushes and textures, but then sitting right. down and deciding on a zipper is probably not something we signed up for. <laughs> But it's part of the deal, right? Oh, it is. And honestly, that part, oh my goodness. That zipper part, because it's so, it's important. It has to be functional. It has to open and close. And it can't um, snag. You don't even, like, in the beginning, I didn't think of all these things. And now I'm like, oh, no, that zipper won't work. Move on. We need a new one. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and then the actual, like, logo, the thing that really makes you stand out uh, was your very first kind of tagline. And what was that? And what made you decide on that particular one? So it's the love raised me, lipstick saved me. So that one, it literally encompassed the entire emotions and everything I was going through at that point during the breakup, during my life. And I, everyone always asked me, well, where did you come up with it? In my sleep. 
I'm not going to lie. That's great. <laughs> a lot of things happen when we're sleeping. That's great. Right. Or, or when you take a shower. It's one or the other, I feel like. But I literally woke up and I was like, love raised me, but six saved me. I need to write that down. And I sleep with a journal next to my bed. So that way, like when ideas come, um, I write them down right away. So I wrote it down. I was like, nope, that's it. We got to move on with that. <laughs> and then so when you, so you started with bags and then did you move into shirts and hats and other things after that or how long after? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was literally right after. So basically we, we, well, I, I keep saying, I always say we, I'm so used to it. We, I launched with um, the three slogans. So it was love raised me, lipstick saved me. I would cry, but my mascara is designer. And then losing you hurt, but losing my makeup bag would be a tragedy. So those were the three <laughs> that, and those are what we're known for, to be quite honest. So I did a soft launch of those three slogans on bags amongst my like makeup artist friends in mostly in New York City but anywhere like I would send them the images or send them a bag and I'm like be honest be real tell me what you think so everybody loved them and the feedback was I want a t-shirt so that's how I was like okay then I will make sure so we started with the bags and shirts so those were the two things that we primarily focused on in the beginning I love that because I think when when an artist walks in with a shirt that has a, a saying on it, especially if it's a client that, you know, if it's appropriate to wear that, it's always a conversation starter. So people are going to ask you, oh, what is that? Or where did you get that? Exactly. And that's, you know, that's how people start to get to know your brand uh, consumer wise. And then other artists are going to see that. I'm like, oh, I want that. Right. Um, exactly. And then uh, the one I really love is winged eyes and thick thighs. I oh, think is that yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Winged eyes, thick thighs. That's, yes. that's so great because it's just kind of like empowering, uh, you yes. know, women of all sizes. I think that's wonderful. Thank you. And that one's part of our, that one just launched. So that one's part of the newer line. And so, you know, where, where do you see breakups to makeup going? Um, do you feel like, I mean, I don't know if, it, if you have international distribution, if that's your goal or where, where do you see it going in the future? We are in a in a couple of small mom and pop shops. Like we have a mom and pop shop that's selling us in Africa, in the UK, um, in Brazil. So I would love to expand even more so. But honestly, my biggest goal is to kind of even almost empower a, a movement, if that makes sense at all. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's really. I know it sounds so cliche, but I, I really want to empower the art of makeup, and I really want to create more things and to inspire movement that shows and showcases the art of makeup showing that we are indeed a real community we are it's a real job like you really can be a makeup artist and it's a form of art that's really what I want to do so for for people out there I know there are people out there that they have like an idea for a product or something they don't want to quit you know their makeup job but they're like oh, I want to have right. something of my own I kind of wanted to start with that because like I have so many ideas that I want to do and I'm like I don't know do I have to call a manufacturer in China how, how do I get a design patent I, I'm so lost so can you kind of walk us through like if you have an idea where do we start Right. And it's a great, I get this all the time. So I would start writing, first and foremost, write everything down. Like have a book where you're literally writing all of your ideas down so you have them on paper. And then I would kind of research everything little by little. But first and foremost, if it's something like that needs to be trademarked or patented or copywritten, go through those steps first to protect yourself. That's exactly what I did because I knew everything with the wording was so important. I wanted to make, to make sure to have like that taken care of first before even launching anything. So I feel like that is super duper important. Um, and um, do you think someone that ha doesn't have like a huge budget, 
budget to work with or th- do you think they could do things like that? Because I know trademarking can get really expensive, but like copywriting and things like that, is that something that anybody can do or do you have yeah. to have kind of a budget? No, you, you can. Okay. So I, I'm com- completely transparent all the time. <laughs> when I first did it, legal zoom was like my best friend. Literally. Oh yes. Legal legal zoom. Zoom. Love. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so then I moved on and I actually got like a patent lawyer, but that was later. Like when I could afford it. Cause yeah, it is expensive, but don't ever let money deter you from doing anything. I worked from my savings account. Literally, I did not have the money to do it, but I couldn't waste another day. Like I couldn't stop thinking about the idea and I knew I needed to do it. So I went through legal zoom. I did what you can't be scared. You just have to do it, like do what you need to do. And then you could fix it later. If you made a mistake here and there, you're going to make those mistakes. So just deal with it. You're going to do it. Um, but take that <laughs> first step, like take the first step. So we have everything written down and we kind of see, and now I would imagine that we would want to do a lot of research to make sure that this doesn't exist already, right? right? Yes. So that, that's important too. And you can also, there's a lot of lawyers that are willing to work with you as well. Like even for that first step to say like, Hey, I have this idea. I don't really know if someone else has it. You could Google as well. Just make sure. I think there's like a website for trademarks as well that can tell you if that's taken. Yes. Um, so you can Google it there too. You want to make sure that no one else has the idea. You want to be thinking outside the box for sure. One of the things I always recommend to people that if, you know, if a lawyer is not in your budget right now, um, I sometimes go after law students that are practicing yes. that particular field of law. You could also do a yes. trade with them and say, hey, let me hook up your makeup, your skincare, what your hair, whatever. If you can just give me some advice or guide me in the right direction, that can also be, you know, a direction. And and also with uh, yes. trademarking, trademarking is um, happens U.S., Canada. Canada, Asia, UK, Europe. Right. So if you get trademarked in the US but not in Asia, it doesn't mean someone can knock you off, right? No, they can. Absolutely. And that's something that I've dealt with this entire time. But it's, yeah, <laughs> yep. absolutely. Mass production can happen. Yeah. Um, so once yeah. we have all of this kind of down and we're starting the process, you know, I will always think like, well, what if I tell another artist and they have money and they go and do this? And, and I guess you have to have people sign non-disclosure agreements, right? Correct. Anyone that you're working with, you want them to sign a non-disclosure agreement or an NDA. So that's everyone. Even myself, like I hire a lot of like freelance, um, whether it's a freelance graphic artist or it's a freelance um, website designer, everyone, I have them sign the NDA. And it's something very easy. You can Google that, like just a formal NDA and just change the information to your own. Just make sure you're having them sign something. And don't be scared to ask that as well. If they don't want to sign it, then you don't want them working with Exactly. You. And you know, if you can still do this stuff on legal zoom you can download it and make sure it is right. appropriate for the state that you're working in because all states Correct. have different different language and yeah i mean whether it's your sister your cousin or your best friend you can have them sign the document it's okay yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> and like i said never be scared and i always have a lot of times i have friends helping me out and i have them sign it just because and that gives you i don't know how to say it, like you feel a little bit better too like you're, you're saved like you're back yeah you're protected time. you're That's protected fine. yeah exactly so when you let's say we were moving on to the point where we have a prototype and we want to test it out and um you know did you invite friends over and give them wine and cheese and say test this and see what you think and, and you have them answer questions or you know how did you get feedback enough to you so you knew that you had something that actually worked and functioned yes so with friends and family absolutely i definitely launched amongst friends and family first so i did have family and friends come over we had like a normal girls night and i was like i want to show you guys something <laughs> be honest be real 
And then it started from there. And then what I would do also is I would always have a bag on me all, at all times. So any sit that I went on, I would pull it out and just see what, pe- and everyone always had something to say. And I'm like, well, that's mine. So, and I actually gave out a lot of products in the beginning. And I know this can get a little expensive, but it helped me in almost like research, if that made sense, giving it out to makeup artist friends. And I would tell them, use it, let me know what you think. And I want some feedback. So, And you started yeah. in 2013, right? Before the bags? Correct. Yeah. Um, and now for people say, if they wanted to have you make a custom bag for them, do you do collaborations and stuff like that? Yes, yes. So we moved into collaboration, custom bags, private label. So even if there's like a bag of mine that, because a majority of the bags are vegan as well. So if there's a bag, a style that you really love and you want to put like your logo or you want to collaboratively come up with a logo or slogan, we can do it. It's so fun too. That's so great. Well, yeah, you probably already have a manufacturing down and you can yep. you know order in bulk and that'll really save yep. and that's really fantastic. Yep. And so now are you able to still practice makeup? Are you this, is this your full-time gig? No, so I still do both. Breakups to makeup, it's mostly my full-time gig. Um, but I dibble, I, I dab in makeup as well. I'm in the union, so I do more film and TV. Um, but it's it's not as often as before because I'm concentrating a little bit more on the business. And because I have a toddler, I'll be completely transparent. Oh, you're <laughs> a busy zero. working mom and you own a company <laughs> yeah. and you do make, okay, you do everything. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So really, for people out there that want to develop a product, still keep their day job and run a family, it, you can do it. You can do anything. We Women, we can do anything. Anything. I love that. <laughs> so what would be your final piece of advice for someone out there that's just kind of like they've got the journal, they've filled it everything out, they're, and they're afraid to move forward? I know a lot of people are afraid of failure and they're afraid of getting rejected yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. sure you had those thoughts go through your mind. So what kind of advice can you offer someone out there that would be maybe Angelique in 2013 getting ready to um, do this? I would say just do it. Honestly, everything that you said, I go through it, still go through it. I'm still scared. I'm still fearful. But I always think back, had I not taken that first step, I would not be where I am. So don't be scared. Like, do not let fear rule you at all because you'll regret it. I love it. So, I love it. This yeah. is great advice. Thank you so much, Angelique, for joining me Yay, on Makeup you're is the so Foundation. Welcome. And I'm so happy for your success. And we can't see, uh, wait to see what you bring to us in the future. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be be here with you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you everyone for joining us on Makeup is the Foundation. Join us for the next episode where we talk about makeup, hair, wardrobe, styling, life, and everything else. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye.